on today's Wall Street Sweeper, we're going to be talking about the impact of the election on your portfolio, why it may mean higher taxes, and will you ever make back that money you lost in bond funds. And now, the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Welcome. It is great to have you along. Russ Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners, and this is the Wall Street Sweeper, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. That's what Russ is all about. And for you, giving you a clear picture of your financial life. Man, Russ, happy post-election. <laughs> I'm just glad, uh, Dave, to be not getting any sort of text messages and yes. emails anymore. I think that just the text messages... It's just so annoying, right? Look, I play a golf game on my phone. You know how, and if you don't want to pay for things like good, better clubs and all, you have to sit through the commercials. There were even political ads on that, on the <laughs> game on my phone. So, yeah. Oh, it's like a I'm, already, I'm so. that's, Yeah. But, but, you know, you're glad. Uh -huh. Go ahead. No, no, I was, we, we, I, I'm definitely glad that the, the whole thing is over with. We're going to actually tie this in. Uh, and and tie the markets in with it too. You spent years at, on Wall Street trading desks, so we always love to get your take on Wall Street where we are now. So, what are we looking at with the markets post election? Yeah, let's. I, mean, I think it's it's pretty important to talk about you know what the election signaled uh, for the outlook here over the next couple of years. Obviously, there's nothing uh, definitive, but there's a lot of wild and there's a lot of wild cards. But you know. I think going into it, the, the prevailing sentiment was that uh, the Republican Party was going to do a little better than it actually did uh, as far as exact numbers of seats. That's not quite as important. But yeah. I think, um, you know, the perception, the market perception was that the winds were blowing pretty heavily against the Democrats typically are in um, you know, midterm elections and the fact that, you know, the Democrats didn't do that badly uh, is probably a negative for uh, the economy, is probably a negative for the markets here. Uh, and, um, you know, not to be overly political about it, but I, you know, I, I don't think any, you know, the perception is not that the Biden administration and, you know, the Democratic Congress has been especially business friendly here over the last couple of years. <laughs> and I yeah. think some people out there are maybe giving me one of those. Uh, yeah, Russ. And they were kind out, of waiting obviously. for Election Day. Were, was it kind of stalled out a little bit before the election? Well, yeah, I mean, the markets had been sort of moving in the right direction. And, you know, at least, you know, the day after things started to weaken and we'll see where things go. But you know, I think the bigger question is, you know, how pro-business, the two major questions that are out there are how pro-business is Washington going to be, uh, number one. And I think with this election, the, the perception is probably a little less so. And, you know, maybe even a presidential race will be, you know, tight here in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Well, it's already started. Starts the day right? after midterm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, tighter, tighter there. And then also, you know, the perception then is, okay, well, how's the Fed going to perceive that? So you still have, you know, I come out of the, of, of the week, Dave, feeling a little more negative about, uh, 
you know, the path of the economy here over the next year or two. You know, we'll talk more about this. Yeah. But, you know, it seems like, you know, the Fed is trying to push the economy into recession. You know, we've had some uh, strong jobless numbers or job creation numbers. And, you know, the idea that we've got a fairly, you know, gridlocked Congress uh, that's not especially business friendly and an administration that's not especially business friendly you know, it's not a it's not an awesome thing for for our portfolios, unfortunately. That's true. And checks and balances are, while good, can sometimes stall things. And I don't think this is where we want to stall where we are right now. I certainly don't want to hit the freeze frame on it. So, what does it mean then for our financial planning and for those who are near retirement? Well, I think it. You know, for us, it you know we we try to be sort of true to our 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 fundamentals of portfolio construction. You know, so meaning, and, but but and the, but the way we've we do things has had to evolve. And I think part of what you know when we get a lot of calls from listeners, they're saying, "Hey, my financial uh, advisor is still living like two years ago." People call in for second opinions, Dave. Uh, you know, they'll say my, you know, my my folks are still living like two years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, they're telling me, you know, hold on to my bond funds. I talked about that in the intro. You know, some of these bond funds are not, you know, they're never going to come back. So the way you think about safe money has changed. I think the election is, you know, there is an impending tax increase. Uh, that is due at the end of 2025 when. Dave, the uh, Trump tax cuts um, sunset. That's right. And, you know, again, that's a that's a negative. So for us, you know, we had uh, had a little optimism that, hey, maybe we don't need to play quite as much defense on rising taxes. And, you know, I think this last you know, the election, you know, we always uh, are prepared for it, but I think we're going to have to, everybody out there needs to be looking at their 401k and say, hey, this Washington government, you know, if anything, my 401k is in a little more danger from from taxation than it was a week ago. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, and, and again, I know you always talk about the CAD 5, and I think it's so smart of you to prepare your clients for a Cat 5. It's really like a worst-case scenario preparation. Just to mention, we are with Russ Hackman, who is the Wall Street sweeper, and he opens his schedule every week on this show to make available a no-cost, no-obligation comprehensive review. There are 10 opportunities, 10 openings on Russ's schedule this week. Claim yours. Sit down with someone who does this in retirement strategies, and it's at no-cost, no-obligation. Here's how you do it. 617-299-7676. 617-299-7676. I mean, that really is, is that the case? You really plan for worst case scenario, that Cat 5 economic storm? Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, our our, our regular listeners, our clients know that, uh, you know, we, we look at market history. We look at, you know, market's been around over 200 years and it, you know, blows up with regularity every seven to 10 years and, and maybe every 10 to 20 years, there's a category five storm, which is down 50% in the market. So, you know, when we talk about, 
the impact of the election, you know, I think it has increased the chances of, you know, this crisis worsening. And you know, again, we're not really here to uh, sort of bet what's going to happen in the short term. But even if it doesn't mean worse things for, you know, the current climate, I think it means that, you know, we still need to be vigilant about being ready for that cat five. Storm. Yeah. You know, I was uh, meeting with a couple this week and I'll, I'll get into their, their specific example, but it's, you know, let's just look at all the market downturns since world war two. Here we go. 2008, 2002, uh, you know, 1998, you know, the list goes 1987 the list goes on and on. And so if we're sitting here and we're healthy in our sixties, you know, we're going to have a category five storm. It's yeah. like living on the coast of Florida <laughs> And, you know, for this particular couple that uh, we've just started working in, they were listeners like you folks out there uh, that are listening now that called in. They called in for a second opinion. Uh, it was interesting. They actually ended up, you know, kind of um, interviewing a number of different firms. That was just kind of their style. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, selected us in part because of, you know, their view that they're saying, hey, Russ, I think you've you know, you're adapting to, hey, we've got first inflation for the first time since the 1980s. And you're you're adapting to what's going on in the world of bonds. Uh, and, you know, some firms are kind of just saying, hey, just just sit there and hold everything. Let's you know, we got to just sit there and hold everything and do nothing. So, you know, we'll talk about, you know, these opportunities to get on our calendar. But, you know, folks need to get that second opinion, the, the sort of just Hey, let's just kind of white knuckle it through this. Is not is not cutting it. And so for this particular couple, Dave, um, age sixty seven, that we're implementing their plan now. They uh -huh. had decent cash flow, uh, good pension. They had some rental properties, but again, really, so not worried too much about cash flow. But you know, ample savings. You know, up near a couple million, and saying, listen, we you know we don't want to get hammered in that cat five storm. We've already taken somewhat of a shellacking you know this year uh we want some consistent growth we want to leave money for our kids and gee we're yeah we're definitely not liking what's going on in washington um and so you know we we did what we again it's kind of sticking to our core principle yeah. i need 40 percent of my money that can't go backwards there's a lot of forms that that can take and Right now, you know, we're looking at one, two, three, four-year treasuries yielding 4% plus. They can't go backwards. you got different kinds of annuities. There's a lot of things out there that can't go backwards. I'm telling you, if you're looking at, for them, they had some bond funds. It's like, you got to get out of those. I mean, it's right. something that truly is safe while still retaining some core equity positions. And uh, detailed for them, uh, tax plan, where we're looking at multiple years of Roth conversions, uh, by him, by her. And, you know, that all together, safe money, Dave, um, tax planning, uh, stripping out underperforming bond funds. But we are offering 10 spots uh, each week on our calendar for uh, new listeners to call in and get that second opinion. This is the year to get it. Uh, give us a call. We'll provide that to you, that second opinion and complimentary financial plan. 
That is how you schedule. Many economists predicting a recession in the next 12 months. Is it time to take stock of your current plan? What should you be doing, if anything, to weather the current financial storm? Well, that's what Russ is going to take a look at straight ahead. with the Wall Street Sweeper and Russ Hackman is the Wall Street Sweeper, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street president of Hackman Wealth Partners. And it's all about comprehensive financial planning with Russ Hackman. Visit his website, hackmanwealth.com. And this is really, in many ways, it's a great conversation, but it's also an educational outreach on the part of Russ, strategies that you should be considering. And Russ, this educational outreach is growing. This is huge. Uh, we're we're, we're going to be on WBZ soon. Yeah, Dave, that's super exciting. We're, um, you know, longtime uh, star Rick Edelman, you know, both, uh, you know, in Boston, but uh, mm-hmm. all over the country is finally uh, retiring. Uh, and we're going to be jumping in in January into his uh, 10 a.m. slot on uh, WRKO's sister station, WBZ, uh, 10 a.m. on Sundays. Uh, and that's super exciting. It's an honor to, you know, to have that. It really spot. is. So, you know, he's done, um, you know, education for so many folks all over the country uh, and financial planning for so many folks all over the country. And, you know, we're we're glad to be following uh, in his footsteps. That's for sure. I mean, I have a history with WBZ as far as being a listener in the 80s. I remember this is before you had so many choices of podcasts and satellite, all that, that um, if you wanted talk radio at night, I'd listen to those clear channel AMs like WBZ. And I was in Virginia at the time in the 80s and able to listen to them. So yeah, very familiar with the station. That That is very exciting. Very exciting. You know, we were talking about uh, the markets and the reality action after election day but we know that we're in something now and a lot of people say recession's coming a lot of people say we had two quarters of negative gdp growth we're in one but we do know for sure we're dealing with inflation with this uh, economic storm that we're in now the question of course is what should we do let's get the conversation started and check in with nbc news senior business analyst stephanie rule who says maybe nothing is the best course listen when the market is bouncing around like this, I have two rules. Okay. Do not panic and stay the course. That's easier said than done. If you look your 401k accounts all day, every day, mm-hmm. you're going to freak out and you're going to say, oh my gosh, I need to sell. But if you were to sell right now, mm-hmm. you're going to lock in your losses and also you're going to pay a fee. Remember, you have to have your 401k in for the long haul. Mm-hmm. If you take that money out early, you're going to pay a fee on mm-hmm. that. You want to look at this as a long-term investment. Markets are going to go up. They're going to go mm-hmm. down. Your retirement account should stick. Try to relax. Take a breath. But, Russ, who's she talking to, a 30-year-old, a 60-year-old? I'd say certainly not a 60-year-old. Yeah, I'm really not in, in much agreement with that quote. <laughs> I think that... She, yeah, I think she's talking to somebody who's younger, you know, maybe what, like 50 or younger. Okay. Um, And I also think that, you know, that that advice really only pertains to the stock market. You know, I'm generally of the view that if you have 
the right stock market allocation and you know you the right amount of your money in stocks which in my mind for most folks is less than half of your money in stocks if you are uh close to or in retirement uh and and i generally agree with her that you know if you have the right asset allocation you know why sell now mm-hmm. uh you know if you have a hundred percent in stocks you know i think it's it's that's a different conversation and we are working with folks like that who still have what i would what what i would say is is too much of a stock market al- allocation and you know it can be a tough uh a tough thing to swallow but you know if you got too much in the market and there's a risk that the market could go down another 15 or 20%, which there is, then, you know, you got to address that risk because, you know, some people are, are, if you get one of those cat fives and, and you don't have the plywood up, you know, you can, you can, you can have the flood. And you're just out there. Right? It's, right. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's no joke. And, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, we keep harping on is bond funds. And so, you know, I do want to, I do want to, jump into that a little bit uh i I guess there's there's sort of a couple things uh that are um irking me (laughs) these days dave when i what's grinding your gears yes i hate to see people getting kind of the wrong advice or sort of let's maybe call it you know kind of lazy advice yeah i think there's a lot of lazy advice that's out there uh that that you know advisors are saying, Hey, just, just hold, you know, everything will be fine. You know, you make, you make back, you know, what you lost. And I I think that that's probably true of the money that you have in the stock market. But again, the, really the two things that are irking me is one is you don't necessarily know if the funds that you're in are underperforming the stock market, number one. So if the market's down 20 something percent, you may be down more. And the question is why are you paying excess fees? Um, and so on. Uh, and the other thing again is bond funds. And this is a big one. A lot of people, a lot of uh, the big box firms put people in bond funds. They're saying, Hey, you're 60, 40, that 40% is in these bond funds or exchange traded funds. And they've lost, you know, I, I was talking to uh, a couple the other day, they lost between 15 and 35% their big box advisor is completely insistent that they are guaranteed to make that money back. And that is just 100% false. Mm-hmm. So I can't quite tell if their advisors trying to just get them to go away uh, so they can go about their day, or if they just don't understand, you know, how bond funds work, but bond funds buy and sell bonds. And there is no guarantee at all that your bond fund that lost 20% is going to, you're going to make that money back. Really about the only thing that could make that happen, Dave, is if all of a sudden interest rates, you know, dropped to, you know, from, from 4% plus, which is what treasuries have gone to, to back to 1%. Which won't happen overnight. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of what we're helping folks with is, you know, they come in with their portfolios and it's, you know, let's analyze this. Let's look at underperformance, excess fees, and let's look at areas where your money's just kind of you've lost and it's kind of dead money. And there's things that you can put that money into that give you a shot of making it back. You know, the question is, with our money that w- that we lost, like, how do we make it back? And, and 
that that is that is something that comes out of our analysis. Russ Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners and 10 opportunities on this show this week to schedule a, that initial comprehensive review at no cost, no obligation. 617-299-7676, 617-299-7676. When I talk to you, Russ, when we talk about your retirement strategies, your philosophies on that, uh, I always think of you wearing uh, metaphorical uh, retirement planning bifocals because you have to look at the now, where we are now, but you also have to look long term. What's that process like when you sit down with, with people talking about their long term financial plan? Well, it's a good question, Dave. I mean, a, a lot of uh, you know financial planning now is is looking at time horizons. You know, the statistics that are cited is that a couple in their nineties, I'm, I'm sorry, a couple in their sixties mm-hmm. has a fifty percent chance that one of them is going to get to ninety five, and like a twenty percent chance that one of them is going to get to age one hundred. Yeah. And so when you think about, hey, we're in an inflationary environment, so. You know, if I need six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month to live now, whatever the number is, you know, I'm going to need two X or maybe three X down the road. And, you know, I need a financial plan that contemplates like where's that two X or three X going to come from? And it cannot be the case that, oh, I'm sorry, the market's down. So you got no budget, you got no money, you're only living on social security because, you know, the strength of social security, I don't really doubt it. But uh, at some point, they're going to be cutting benefits, I don't think on current retirees, something will have to be done, right? On on some people, and Mm -hmm. I think the younger people out there are going to get, you know, they're going to get the short end of it. Sounds Uh, like it. Yeah. But yeah, when we when we put together these these uh, these full financial plans, we address you know a bunch of of different items, uh, ranging from hey your current so item by item, Dave. We look at how are you invested, what are the fees we offer. Hey, we like this, we don't like this for these reasons in this environment. Here's money you've lost that you're not going to get back. Here's money that you've lost that you probably have a good shot of getting back. We talk about budgets. We talk about tax planning. Um, we talk about the new world of safe assets. You know how there's when I say, hey, half 40, 50 percent of your money that can't go backwards. The the one of the good things that's happened is the array of options has just gotten better with mm-hmm. interest rates rising. There's a lot more things you can put your money in. You can even get a four percent CD now, Dave. So you can look for new opportunities. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Uh, you know, having having mentioned that, let's go ahead and offer as as you said earlier, Dave. We're going to allocate ten slots on our calendar per week per show uh, for people to. Call in, get on the calendar. You've really insisted on people getting a second opinion in today's market, whether it's from us or someone else. Call in and get that complimentary um, second opinion in financial plan. Dave, let's go ahead and offer that to uh, the next callers. It's a it's a great opportunity because it's comprehensive and it's a custom approach. Even in this initial consultation, learning you, and then if you go forward with Russ, better knowing your unique financial situation is a great starting point. Of course, really the only one in Russ's mind to get the, your retirement plan the best it can be. Six one seven two nine nine seventy six seventy six. 
That is how you schedule and take advantage of this. 617-299-7676. 10 openings on Russ's schedule. You can schedule at no cost, no obligation. It's some of your time. And speaking of that, at a time that's convenient for you to meet with Russ. 617-299-7676. 617-299-7676. With political winds blowing, tax hikes may be coming. Russ will talk about that straight ahead. Conversation continues with Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners. This is the Wall Street Sweeper. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Russ Hackman's all about sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. When you meet with Russ, get a clear picture, a clearer picture of your financial life. Russ, we talked about, of course, uh, we're just fresh off the election, the midterm elections. And you you took a look uh, at Wall Street and the reaction, initial reaction at the beginning of the show. You did mention uh, the Trump tax rate sunsetting at the end of 2025. How could the, the election and the changes that we may be seeing what is the outlook for tax policy well i mean this is this is the sixty-four thousand dollar question because you know everyone out there is i mean i think we all feel like we're paying it enough in taxes yeah you say dave always i always <laughs> do more than enough yeah i think i pay enough right especially <laughs> when you figure in you know the various state taxes uh that apply uh and you know, for for single people, it's a lot worse than it is for 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 married people in terms of the the income tax rates. But tell me about uh, it. Yeah, as you as you noted, the tax uh, rates from the beginning of uh, the Trump administration. The, you know, there's a couple of the main brackets, like for married couples, that span from eighty three thousand, one hundred seventy eight thousand, and one seventy eight to three hundred forty thousand. You know, those are a couple of the tax brackets that a lot of folks find themselves in. And those tax brackets were cut to 22 and 24 percent, Dave. Mm-hmm. And those are going back to 25 and 28 percent at the end of 2025, because oh, when the Trump tax cuts went through, they had to be temporary. They could only last for a certain period of time or or they run into budget rules and all the other nonsense that goes on and um, could be extended, but we don't yeah. know. I guess it depends on where elections go or in so many factors. Right. Yeah. And if you thought that there was going to, you know, if you thought this this last week was going to have a a very strong signal that, the you know, we're going to have a Republican sweep and uh, control of Congress and then a Republican uh, president, I think that that's a little that could be considered a little more up in the air, certainly. Uh, and, you know, whereas I had started figuring into my thinking, not necessarily banking on it, but hey, there's a shot that those tax cuts get renewed. I think that that, you know, is is a much longer shot now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, what does that mean? It means that for, you know, retirees, when we talk about required min- minimum distributions, and having to take money out of your IRAs and your 401ks in your 70s, it means that, boy, that 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 tax hit, you know, Tough. could be could be brutal. 
Um, yeah. Well, now, you know, that's the one thing, and I, I hear people talk about Roth strategies and, and how you, taxes are on sale now. It's better to pay it now rather than then uh, pay on the seed, not the crop. But um, is there a, a sweet spot age to, to implement Roth strategies? When we look at Roths for, and, and I, I'd say uh, Roth accounts, Dave, are probably some of the most misunderstood accounts mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, you know, when should people putting put money in them? How can you get people into the, in? How can you get money into them? But the the long and short of it is, you know, the best way to get money, a substantial amount of money, into a Roth account is by taking money out of your 401ks and IRAs and and voluntarily paying taxes uh, and getting them into Roth accounts, which then forever and henceforth are tax-free. And, you know, there's no money better than that, right? Money that's uh, forever nobody's going to pay <laughs> right. tax on. I like that. It, right? And you can pass it to your kids even, and they can hold it for 10 years and it can grow tax-free. So, um yeah, I think the facts are that, you know, in, in response to your question, Dave, the best ages for people generally to look at Roth conversions, usually it's after one or both members of a couple or, you know, person has retired. Okay. And sometimes before they start Social Security or before age 72, when they start required minimum distributions, that's kind of the sweet spot to say, hey, if my income is low and I might be able to, you know, pay voluntarily move money from a Roth to an IRA and pay 22% and you got to pay mass or whatever state that you're in uh, taxes. I mean, that may be the best rate that you're going to get in this lifetime. I mean, so you got to take a careful look at that. Now, I think the problem again, you might always wanted to beat up on the big box and other firms, uh, is uh, not because I mean obviously I'm their competitor, but I'm also, you know, I I I, I don't like sort of incomplete plans, right? And, and and a complete plan says, hey, if I have a tax strategy that says, hey, how do I take advantage of low rates when I best can? And it is a it is a complex undertaking, and it's a multi year plan that someone needs to show you. Hey, if you play defense or offense, whatever you want to call it, on your taxes and, and broths, et cetera, versus kind of letting things happen to you, you can quantify, Dave, how much could you save? And a lot, I think a lot of what goes on out there is, hey, my advi- I asked my advisor, should I look at a Roth? And he said, yeah, maybe. And then my accountant said, no. But no one, no one said, well, hey, here's a numerical comparison of, of, of a Roth strategy versus not implemented over several years that's uh, yeah it seems so much better to know where you're going it's almost like you know when you use gps now it even tells you what time you're going to arrive um so we we it's better the more knowledge you have the the better you are yeah exactly and so you want to be looking for uh your financial plans to have these you know, kind of what ifs on the tax planning side. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a specific example, Dave, uh, and to our listeners as well, of course. I know folks, you know, when I meet with folks, people say, well, hey, I, I, Russ, I do like hearing those examples because, you know, we, we heard ourselves there, 
you know, we, it sounded like us. So right. uh, let, let me provide one of those examples. Um, you know, we, I've got a, a, a couple that um, uh, we started working with uh, this year in their early 60s, uh, living up near uh, Andover, um, you know, getting ready to retire and really looking at, you know, having a million and a half, two million of uh, and this, but this applies to people with less, and we we certainly do it for people with like a million dollars of uh, what I would call tax deferred assets, meaning four hundred one ks, IRAs, four fifty sevens, and that sort of thing, where they're saying, "Hey, like Russ, we're really worried about these potential for increasing taxes," and indeed, what uh, you know, they were worried about that. They also had. Uh, you know, we were looking at, uh, they were with a firm that is kind of all stocks all the time and had made sort of an afterthought allocation to some particularly lousy bond funds. And they're saying, hey, you know, we lost 20% in our stocks and we get that. And, you know, hopefully that'll come back. But you know, again, these bond funds, you know, what, what happened? Like we told them we wanted a conservative allocation and then these, you know, we promptly lost 20% on our bond funds. So looming tax concerns and Hey, we just lost hundred, you know, a couple hundred grand on bonds. Like, what are we supposed to do about that? So what we did, uh, Dave was we put together one of those, you know, we, it would, you know, people come in, we give them a complete second opinion. We look over all the assets. We look for excess fees. We look for underperformance, you know, and you know, the question is, if I'm underperforming, is it because, you know, I'm performing like I should be when the stock market is down or somehow I'm taking an extra hit because I've been put into funds, you know, that aren't that great. So for, for these folks, you know, they had... You know, they had bond funds that were particularly lousy. They needed to re we wanted to reallocate them out of there into assets that we know would grow. So we looked at things like, and we are continuing to look at things for other clients like, hey, treasuries that can yield four and a half percent, right? One, two, three year treasuries, mm -hmm. CDs, uh, and, you know, getting that bond money over there. So if interest rates keep rising and inflation worsens next year, Dave, we don't lose another 10% on that bond money. No. Right. And, you know, we did that. And then the other thing was, again, one of these detailed uh, tax planning, tax reduction plans. So, and it, it has to be very numerical and black and white. What does it look like to be smart around Roth conversions and tax planning for the next 10 years? And, and Russ, what does that look like? under certain assumptions. And let's say we don't do anything. What does that change in terms of the impact on our money? And we were able to see that if those Trump tax cuts sunset and we make some right moves here in the next two, three years, that it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars difference. And another thing that was important for them was that getting money into those Roth plans, they're saying, hey, when these go to our kids, they won't have to pay taxes on them. That'll be you know, obviously people, it's nice to inherit money, but if you get a tax bill along with the money, it's a little less nice. And they're saying, hey, we don't, we want to take care of the taxes and we don't want to burden our kids with that. So, you know, that came out of the planning process. And, um, you know, as we've noted, Dave, in the course of this show, we're offering 
throughout the show an opportunity for 10 spots to get on our calendar. Those spots are limited. So let's go ahead and offer folks another opportunity to call in uh, and, uh, and grab a couple of those spots for a second opinion and complimentary financial plan, Dave. Yeah, comprehensive review. As Russ said, a great second opinion opportunity could be the starting point of your retirement planning overall, 617-299-7676. Again, the number is 617-299-7676. For Russ Hackman, 617-299-7676. Hey, we'll close it out with some Q&A. Russ Hackman answering listener questions straight ahead on the Wall Street Sweeper. with the Wall Street sweeper, Russ Hackman. Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners, offering financial and retirement services. And of course, it's all about with a custom approach, getting to know you and helping to give you a clear picture of your financial life and answering your questions. You know, when you meet with Russ and there are 10 opportunities every week to do that at no cost, no obligation, he can even more specifically answer all of your questions with that one-on-one. But we love closing out with Q&A. And also, Russ is... um, uh, very appreciative of your questions. He offers $25 Starbucks and Dunkin' gift cards to folks whose questions are used on the air. So if you send us a question uh, for right now, and uh, we're even talking about something that could, a different way of submitting this coming very soon, but hackmanwealth.com, hackmanwealth.com. On the homepage, if you click sign up for our newsletter, uh, they'll get back with you and find out the question and And of course, if it's one we use on the air, they're going to get you that your choice, Starbucks or Dunkin' gift card. And I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those. So again, that's at (laughs) hackmanwealth.com. I love the coffee of both. (laughs) Definitely. Use somebody else paying for our caffeine, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, absolutely. uh, You know, those like those donuts and stuff. I, you know, I have a hard time resisting too, Dave. I love the Dunkin' Donuts. I do love that. (laughs) A lot of people say they're cakey, but I love that they're cakey. But anyway, yeah, definitely love the coffee too. Well, let's start with Jenny and Hyde Park. Here is the question. She's saying, um, my company matches my 401k contributions, but they do it in a form of company stock. And I'm not that excited about owning a lot of company stock. But also, I don't want to miss out on any matching funds. Should I still try to put in as much as I can? The answer to that is an unequivocal yes, right? So think about... matching funds in your 401k is basically free money, right? For every dollar you put in, they put in a dollar. So, you know, if anyone's going to give you a dollar, you want to, you want to grab it uh, as much as you can and and stock or not. So uh, that's, that's a simple answer. I think, um, you know, we've got another question I think coming up, but you know, the question uh, for depending on your age is, you know, should you be putting money a lot of, um, 401k Dave now allow the ability to put money into the regular 401k. So the, the kind of money you don't pay tax on yeah. uh, until later. And then some allow you the option to pay tax now and put it into a Roth version of the 401k uh-huh. and still have the matching. Right. So, uh, and for some people, uh, you know, the advice, uh, is to get money into Roth sooner rather than later. You know, folks uh, that are retired already, you know, didn't have a chance to 
get money into Roths early on because those really didn't exist in retirement plans. But, you know, now they now they do. So uh, you definitely want to be getting money into those um, into those uh, 401ks and getting that matching as much as you can and then evaluating potentially contributing uh, on the Roth side. I guess it depends on the person, but do most look for if their company offers a Roth 401k looking at an equal blend of the two, traditional and Roth? It, it kind of goes, uh, some do some of each. You know, I think that, um, uh, let's let's get into this next question, okay. Dave, actually. No, this, you can uh, answer it with this one. got a question here around, uh, I've actually applied this to my own kids, so jump into that. Okay, one, this you? is uh, Lillian in Salem uh, saying, I'm retired. My two kids are working good jobs in their 20s and 30s. What smart financial planning decisions can I encourage them to make? If, if I want to gift them some assets, what should those be invested in? Yeah, so this is where I was starting to uh, allude that, and, and I'm uh, giving some of this advice to my, to my own kids, that if you have kids that are in their 20s or even 30s and uh, they are at an employer and they have the ability to get money into a Roth 401k, that means voluntarily paying tax on that money today. But depending on their income, you know, if they're earlier in their career, their salaries may not be that high, Dave. And so, you know, if I can, if I'm in the 12% tax bracket, which for married couples goes up to 83,000 or the 22% tax bracket, which uh, for married couples goes up to 178,000 or for single folks goes up to 90,000, then, you know, if it's, it's, it can be smart to pay tax today and that money will grow tax free for your kids forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's yeah. the advice I'm giving. Good that's advice. the advice I'm giving <laughs> my kids. And then, you know, what should you advise your kids to invest in, whether it's, you know, you potentially giving them some money as, uh, you know, parents or grandparents. And, you know, some of what I say is just, you know, put money in a good old fashioned uh, S and P 500 index fund. And, you know, you get money in there and you, you give it the magic of compounding for 40 years. And, you know, that could be fantastic. One of the other things that's a little underrated and is a longer story is, you know, buying whole life insurance when you're really young can allow your kids to never have to buy term insurance, you know, number one, it can set them up with a great nest egg down the road. So, you know, when clients say, well, what can I do to help, you know, the next generation, you know, those are those are a couple of the, the factors at play. You know, I, I heard someone say, um, you know, making some mo- good moves like that ensures that your picture will stay up in your kids and grandkids homes. <laughs> they'll, yeah. they'll have fine <laughs> memories of you. Uh, yes, it, exactly. Strategies <laughs> here and Q&A with Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners. 617-299-7676, 617-299-7676. Russ opens his schedule every week on this show. Ten opportunities to schedule for you a customized, comprehensive review at no cost, no obligation. Steve in Cambridge, I'm 65 and I'll be retiring early next year. Now, I have about 250000 in my Roth IRA and about 850000 in my 401k. Does it matter which one? I start taking money from first, or should I just take some from each? Well, ordinarily, you know, those Roth accounts are are nice to just leave alone because they're just growing tax free. And if you have a beneficiary to leave them to, 
then that beneficiary can receive them tax-free. So we like leaving those alone, letting them grow. In some cases, you make some decisions around, hey, I might put some of more aggressive growth assets in that Roth IRA, because I'm just going to leave it alone, just money in the market, uh, and live off your 401k. That's what you set aside. The government is going to make you start doing required minimum distributions anyway. Um, and Dave, this overall question of where do I take money out and when is something that comes out of our plans. It's one of the biggest questions people have, no matter what amount of money they have. Right, you know, that deaccumulation phase of their I've life. I've had people with millions and millions of dollars. They're saying, "Well, what, what, which account should I draw?" Right, from? right. And how does that? A good plan also allows you that that a good plan that has a nice allocation of safe assets, uh, an allocation to stocks as well, allows you to you know draw from stocks when those are doing well and draw from your safe assets and leave your stocks alone when they're down. So, um, you know, all that uh, fits into the equation. It mentioned that you can get, uh, if your uh, question is answered on air by Russ, uh, a $25, your choice, Starbucks or Dunkin' gift card, hackmanwealth.com. Go to the website and get to get it started to get your question into Russ to be answered on the air. Just click sign up for the newsletter. That's at hackmanwealth.com. John in Lynn, my wife and I are 65, comfortably retired, not in a rush to receive Social Security, but we do want to maximize our long-term benefits. What advice can you give? Well, Social Security strategy is is super important, and a you know good financial planner will advise you on Social Security strategy. There really isn't, Dave, much. When think about it, there's not income that's much better than Social Security mm-hmm. in the sense that it's inflation adjusted. Right. Like what else do you have? Right. Unless you have unless you have a government pension, some government pensions work this way where, you know, if inflation is eight percent, you know, it grows eight percent. There's there's not a whole lot of investments that work that way. So when then when you get into the Social Security strategy for a couple, it is very couple dependent. Uh, but I will say for folks that have a decent amount of assets uh, you know, very often it makes sense for one person to start at the full retirement age of 67, the other person to start at age 70, and then not everyone knows how the, the rules work, uh, but when one person passes away, the remaining person gets whichever one is higher. They don't get both, um, and that's a, uh, you know, so that's an important part of mm-hmm. That's why we like to see someone get to 70 so you can get that highest benefit right. that's then inflation adjusted. So um, again, Dave, kind of the recurring theme here has been, uh, especially in wake of this election, it's a fresh opportunity to get that second opinion. I think risk has risen around what may happen going into next year and beyond. We've talked about taxes increasing, and we're going to give the folks out there another opportunity to give us a call Uh, Get on our calendar, grab one of those 10 slots that we're offering this week. Uh, They are a limited number of opportunities uh, that, uh, and I think, Dave, when I start on WBZ, (laughs) uh, you know, my my remaining hair may fall out, but... (laughs) It's got to be busy. So let's go ahead and offer the folks the opportunity to uh, 
uh, to get in and see us for that opportunity. Great second opinion opportunity, great starting point, full financial plan, tax reduction plan, comprehensive review, 10 opportunities, be among the 10. Uh, who, if you've saved 500000 or more to get a good handle on where you are and where to go with your retirement planning, uh, heading there and, and, of course, staying there. Here's how you schedule. Easy to do that. 617-299-7676. 617-299-7676. Again, 617-299-7676. And if you were not that person who won the $2 billion Powerball, then yeah, this is a great <laughs> move to make. Hey, Russ, great as always. Look forward to next week. Thanks so much, Dave. Have a great one. Hope you're with us next week. We'll get back together again on the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman and Claire Hare are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, BWA, registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. BWA and Hackman Wealth are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Russell Hackman, Claire Hare, and their guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject covered. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Index or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer. Agents receive payment in the form of compensation and or other compensation, such as a percentage of organization's profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interest of our clients to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A Item 4, for additional information.